everyone welcome back for another episode of uh, our table talk our faith talk where faith recovery uh, in real life just collides so this talk is uh, it's boredom we're gonna try to not bore you with this my name is Shan I'm the recovery pastor here at Trustful First United Methodist Church this is Sammy Hodges he is the pastor at Asheville uh, United Methodist Church and Evergreen United Methodist Church so before we get started would you hello like everybody to pray us in absolutely God, we acknowledge our dependence upon you tonight, uh, and we ask for your blessings upon us, upon our families, upon our churches, upon our communities, our nation, our leaders, and our world. And Father, we just simply uh, come to you today thanking you and honoring you for every blessing of life. Uh, we pray that as we come together and we talk about the changes that you have made in our life and the difference that Christ makes in us, that somehow, some way, uh, your spirit would spark in the heart of another person and they would find their way to an understanding of real relationship with Jesus and that you've come uh, into the world that the good news is, is that we can live in a different way because of Jesus. In your precious holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's open with a, with a short scripture from Proverbs 14, and it is actually verse 14. It says, the backslider gets bored with himself. The godly man's life is exciting. And I think anybody who has said yes to Jesus did not realize the roller coaster they were going to be <laughs> on, but it truly is the time of your life. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest, wildest, greatest, I'm probably going to make up words here, adventure. Biggest, wildest, greatest adventure. Yeah, I can go along with okay. that. Okay, <laughs> that you could possibly have. Yeah. But oftentimes we get stuck in boredom. Uh, we've all experienced it. It occurs right before um, a relapse, right before a setback, right before some kind of a rut in life hits. Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting in boredom, Sometimes the quiet is so loud that it's deafening. Yeah. It will almost drive you crazy. And it's like a situation where that quiet becomes the opposite of solitude or solace. Because solitude is quiet uh, with a sort of a presence. Yeah. And I don't mean, I don't mean just, just, just the normal prayer time, but I mean that time where, where you're alone with yourself. But you're at even, peace. Even though you're with God, but you're at peace with who you are and yeah. peace with yourself. And so the opposite of, of, of that uh, is, is this, this idleness, this boredom mm -hmm. that comes with, um, with um, like you said, becoming into a rut in your mm -hmm. life, things becoming mundane. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in this time, we can slip into times of the memories of guilt, shame, maybe regret. Um, I, I always try to tell people the woulda, coulda, shouldas will eat you alive. Yeah. Because you start just spinning your wheels. Well, there, there are things in my life that I think back on and that I remember either things from my past that I did mm -hmm. or that I did to others or that I said, even going back into the early stages of my own marriage, mistakes that I made, things that I didn't know how to do mm -hmm. that, that I think back on and look back on them. And compared to some folks, they might be horrible. Compared to other folks, they might not be that bad. But when I think back on them, I feel that regret sometimes mm -hmm. and that hurt 
and I have to remember that that Christ has forgiven me for those things yes. and that he's taken not only those sins away but he's taken the guilt and the shame of those sins away um, and I don't have to live in that no. sea of remembrance anymore because because you know sometimes you feel like you're drowned in those yes. things because what God does is the scripture tells us he casts those things into what's called the sea of forgetfulness yes. so we don't have to remember them anymore and, and the enemy tries to make it feel like those waves are crashing in on us yeah but we forget that our our lifeguard is a water walker. We forget yeah, that sometimes. Right. Right. And all we have to do is focus on him, just as the disciples were in the boat. And uh, it was Peter calling out, Lord, yeah. tell me to step out, and I'm going to step out. Yeah. I know several times I've had that, that moment where I'm like, now, God, if you, if you give me the green light, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do this right now. And actually, what we are doing here has been on my heart for at least five years. Wow. And I've been standing on go going, okay, God, are you ready? Are you okay? Are you ready? And the whole time he's going, would you please just sit down? My timing, not yours. And so I've had to make sure I didn't let myself get ahead of God. Yeah. And oftentimes I think we can do that in our boredom. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is we, we forget that the adventurous life that we do live in Christ we always look at those things as interruptions. Yeah. Uh, when I first became a pastor, especially when I first became a full-time pastor, I, I would go to the, the church office sometimes and I would sit in the office. My church is not one of those churches that wants their pastor in the office all the time. <laughs> they want me out everywhere. Um, and, and so I would go into the office and I would be there and, and I'd be trying to get something done, either working on a sermon mm -hmm. or, or making phone calls to people or whatever. And somebody would inevitably, inevitably drop by the church or stop in and, and I realized that those things were the adventurous things that kept me from being bored and the pastoral life becoming mundane yeah. because God was sending people into my path that needed me, Yes. that needed that interaction. And so they were the job. Mm -hmm. And all the other stuff I was trying to do were the distractions. Yes. So, so in that sense, pastors, if you're listening, sometimes sermon preparation is the distraction, not the job. Right. It's the people that come into your life that really need that human interaction, that connection, and that touch from God. Those are the job. So, and yeah. that's the adventure. And if you haven't seen it yet, there's a, a short encouragement that's called GPS. Yeah. And I, I remember getting to the church and getting out of the car and God saying, when you follow me, there's, there's always a lesson. Yeah. There's always an adventure. There's always something that we're going to take away but also something that we actually get to contribute in the process. Yeah. But that also goes into the importance of when you're bored, you need schedules. You need boundaries. Boundaries yeah. are good and bad. Yeah. Schedules are good and bad. We have to find the balance. Yeah. Well, uh, John 9.4 tells us there's a balance that says that we should work while it's day mm -hmm. because there's a time coming or night coming when no person works. Now, it doesn't, or no one can work. Now, it doesn't mean that we only work at day and not at night. Right. What it means is that there's a time for everything, just like we read in Ecclesiastes. There's a time for those schedules in our life. Yes. There's a time for those, those set boundaries in our life because what you end up with is, is a river without boundaries just becomes a lake. Mm -hmm. And if there's no boundaries and it just keeps sitting and sitting and sitting, and there's no live water running through it, it becomes stagnant. Absolutely. And that's what happens to our lives when we don't allow those boundaries to be set, either by God uh, in prayer or by ourselves, or even people leading us and guiding us 
in the areas they've been in recovery mm-hmm. to set those boundaries for ourselves because of what it does is it channels us in a way that that just just the the uh, uh, lack of boundaries can't mm-hmm. uh, we become lazy we become mm-hmm. that stagnant pool uh, scripture calls it the word I used a while ago, a sluggard or sluggish. And I, I, I know there's probably some people that, have, that are in recovery that, that, that are probably thinking, well, I've been sluggish before. I, I've been there. And it was because of lack of boundaries, too. Yes. Um, and um, but the idea or the thought there is is that, that we can move mm-hmm. on a greater adventure, do more, be more, live greater, and run faster with the vision God has given us yeah. for our lives if we set those proper boundaries in place. And I think there was a song that says, in every season there's a time to live, there's a time to laugh, yeah, there's a... Yeah. The birds, yeah, the name I... of the group that did that, the birds recorded, everybody thinks it was the Beatles, but I think it was the birds. Uh, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to yes. die. That's from Ecclesiastes, yes. Solomon wrote that, or people say Solomon did. Somebody wrote that and Solomon <laughs> gathered the, the words together um, thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been with us that long. But, but it, it, it is giving us structure. Yeah. Um, there is a season for everything, but also in our obedience to God's calling on our life, mm-hmm. just to, to grow deeper in our faith, we have to give our own self boundaries. Yeah. We, have to, we have to set limits and things like that. One of the hardest things is to know um, about two to four months into recovery, uh, this brings you an emotional time where you're just empty, and it's not just recovery; it mm-hmm. also applies to grief. Yeah, um, it reply it applies to uh, your different relationships. Yeah. The new wears off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the real comes to surface, <laughs> and you have to you have to learn if you can deal with this person yes. that's real, or this situation that's real, or this job that that at first you thought it was great, but then, like you say, the real popped out mm-hmm. in it. And it could be that those situations aren't the way they are because they were bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the fact that we haven't put the work into it yeah. that needs to be put into it to make those relationships or those jobs or those things work. Mm-hmm. And so we get bored with them, we get tired of them, and we want to move on to something else when God's saying, no, no, I put you here. Yeah, you're growing here yeah. this season. This this is hard. It's, yeah. it's Growing is not always great. There's a there's a pruning season, and that hurts. It yeah, hurts. pruning is when you cut something <laughs> off of a tree, and I can't imagine spiritually speaking when when God in the Bible several times men are likened unto trees. In Psalms chapter one, uh, that says we'll be like trees planted by rivers of living water. You go on into the twenty third Psalm where He talks about leading us beside the still mm-hmm. water. You go on into the in scriptures where Jesus heals the blind man, and the first thing the blind man sees is I see men that tree men that look like trees. So in the Bible, we're always likened to trees. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had a really good friend. One of his first sermons, and he he jokes about this a lot was, "What kind of tree are you?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then he jokes about how 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 hilarious it is now looking back on it on that sermon. Great preacher now, by the way. And uh, um, but in the Bible, we're likened to trees, mm-hmm. and even being grafted into this vine uh, of God. And when you when you prune a tree, you cut pieces off of it. Yeah, productive so, pieces. So that hurts. It hurts when those things that we think are are good or those things that are growing out, we think, oh, that's a good thing. And the Holy Spirit comes along and says, hey, let me lock that off for you. 
or yes. he sends somebody, God sends somebody yes. into your path and they lop it off. Yeah. It's hard. Well, then you, you deal with the opposite emotions. You've got anger, you've got resentment, you've got, mm-hmm. why did you do this? This was going great. Yeah. But even biblically it says, for better fruit. Yeah. I mean, fruit can That's still right. be produced bad. Well, there's there's a story in Scripture. Uh, Jesus tells of, of this man who is who is uh, who is working in in this uh, in this garden, working in this in this in this fruit uh, orchard, and he's 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 working with the trees, and he keeps going back, and they're not producing fruit, mm-hmm. and they're not producing fruit, not producing fruit. Finally, the owner says, "Look, I'm done with this. I, I'm I'm cutting all these trees down. We're burning all this, and we're going to start over." And he goes, "Wait a minute. Give me a year." Mm-hmm. Give me a year to prune things back, to cut things back, and to see what we can do and produce good fruit. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're two to four months in on this thing when, when the boredom and the idleness comes in. And we kind of get a little jittery about, yeah. Oh, yeah. About, 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 you know, what, what I was like then didn't seem as boring as what's happening right, right. now. And what we have to understand is pruning hurts worse sometimes than what we were dealing with before. And, and, and that's one reason I think that relapse comes mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to trust the Holy Spirit to prune you. You can't trust a person no. to. But the Holy Spirit will send people to prune. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a, a video circulating. And I know Steve Harvey's name is not said in church that much <laughs> or in sermons. But he did a great video. And um, he was talking about words of wisdom that he received. Yeah. And he said, you are going to be a very tall, big, strong oak tree. Yeah. But right now, you're still an acorn. Yeah. But inside you is the oak tree. At this stage, you're an acorn. Yeah. And so I think many times when we find ourselves in the the beginnings of dealing with any situation, recovery, uh, grief, it could be job loss. It could be you fill in the blanks. It could be as simple as... Purchasing a new house and moving. Yes. Something that otherwise would be great and good. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you get that, that remorseful situation mm-hmm. where you fall into this trap in this yes. situation. And it's not that it's a trap that's just set and waiting on it. It's just something that's a natural part of the recovery process yes. and a natural part of coming to terms with what has happened. And I think that's the biggest thing is coming to terms, understanding the big picture. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we need to recognize the difference between boredom and self-isolation. Yeah. Because we can be rocking along and everything's going great. and We're seeing fruit left and right, left and right, left and right. And then all of a sudden hit a slow period. But that doesn't mean that we pushed everybody away and withdrew into a self-isolation. That's right. The idea of coming to terms with it makes me think of, of a podcast you probably guys probably would have already watched about about serenity prayer mm-hmm. about accepting the things we can't change and sometimes we just have to come to terms with the fact that life is the way it is now yeah. and we've got to continue on and and we will find that that um that we sort of come out of that rut come out of that that mundaneness yes we come out of that stuck and and so many times we have to be careful that we're not just floating along yeah and down the river of denial <laughs> or boredom in this case right boredom in this case drifting yeah. into a relapse yeah or drifting that's where it leads you to. yes yeah. drifting into anger drifting into um animosity and i think the key word there is drifting mm-hmm. um two things that i think about when i think about that word drifting is if anybody's ever been to a water park 
which right now we're not supposed to go there. Yes, They're closed. Don't go there. But when you go to a water park, and we're getting into the season mm-hmm. where that would be a lot of fun to do, one of my favorite things at a water park is not the slides. Because those slides, oh man, they scare me sometimes. I'm scared of heights. Now, I love it when I'm doing it. I'm like, woo, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. actually, I love it when I'm done with it or right before. During it, I'm, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> you don't want to know the things that go through my mind. <laughs> um, but the lazy river. Yeah, the floating because, along. Yeah. Because you, you feel weightless. You feel easy. Uh, you don't know where you're going to go before you know it. You've bumped into other people, and you just mm-hmm. drift wherever that river carries you. Now, that may be fun at a water park, but in life, it's dangerous yeah. just to drift because God has a purpose and a plan for yes. our lives. And when we just drift, we can't be following that structure mm-hmm. or that purpose or that plan. And we become complacent. Yeah. Even our thoughts, even the even the rational thoughts we would have different times— yeah. I've had people say, I would have never done that. Mm-hmm. I would have never reacted like that. I would have never said that. Yeah. But they were in a place where their walk or what they stand for was complacency. You know what's weird is I found in myself recently that that before where I would have been just fine sitting and being lazy because I always tell people and it's an old saying it's funny that I don't suffer from laziness I enjoy every minute of it but I I found myself um, looking for things to do not just idle things just just strolling Facebook or or just watching television or just sitting I find myself going out into my garage Mm -hmm. and making little changes here and there just to keep myself occupied and trying to figure out how this could go here and this could be here and this yeah. could be here. And this week while we've been quarantining, the first week of quarantine, my wife and I were on vacation, which is <laughs> odd. But this week of quarantining, I've done things like uh, replace ceiling fans, put in a, a baby gate that's like a fort that bolts into the wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just things like that, little things step by step that keep me from feeling mm-hmm. like I'm being useless. Yeah. Because what happens is, when you get into this boredom, you get that feeling of listlessness and uselessness. Yep. Worthless, everything. And yes. and you want that charge that yeah. comes with relapse. Yeah. That you, 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 know. you want that quick fix to make yeah. it go away, but it doesn't. What you need to do is you need to get involved in new habits, change your schedule, like you were saying, you know, Pick seeing how the different, seeing how the different puzzle pieces fit if you rearrange them, you know, Um, learn new skills. Uh, I know someone that um, she is petrified of any kind of electricity or anything like that. She said, you'll never guess what I did. I'm like, probably (laughs) not. She said, I learned how to weld. First, that scared me. Yeah. Because I'm thinking that's compressed gas. That's no, that's an explosion. (laughs) That's an ER visit waiting to happen. But she's learning how to make art from welding things. Oh, yes. Um, so we need to engage the creative side of our brain. So get a journal. Start writing. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to do it all at once. No. As long as you're setting those 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 places for yourself, setting those boundaries for yourself, have a goal out here that I want to do this, but do it in small increments so that they're, they're manageable. Uh, you know, everybody thinks about the measurement of goals, mm-hmm. but they forget about that manageable piece when it comes to something. And, and, and just whatever it is you're thinking, I want to learn new or do new, Take it in small steps. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I are getting ready to possibly add on to our um, to our privacy fence 
which basically amounts to a dog yard. <laughs> That's what our privacy fence area is. It's a dog yard. There's nothing private in there. We just don't want you to see what the dogs are doing. And, um, and we're thinking about adding on it. And I realized I don't have to do that all at once. Right. The dogs are where they are now. Right. I can start and take my time and get mm-hmm. it done and, and look at it and plan it mm-hmm. before I ever walk out on it and start it because I want it to end up right and that's Mm -hmm. where the structure and the planning comes in absolutely is you want it to end up right Um, and so we forget that even the planning is starting Mm -hmm. and even the planning you have to count the cost yeah yeah Um, well you read one earlier that um, the posture scripture was talking about the posture of a slugger yeah Proverbs 15 I believe it Mm -hmm. is in 19 the person who is lazy their laziness is like a hedge. Their idleness is like a hedge laying. that that blocks them. Yes. But the uprights, their actions are like a highway, and so the idea there is is it compared the difference in laziness to being upright. And you always think of a person who's upright as standing, mm-hmm. but a person who's lazy as laying. And so mm-hmm. that's the difference: is is the posture from laying to actually doing something actually being upright not yeah. doesn't mean just in good standing with God but actually up doing something mm-hmm. and your um, your actions and your life becomes a highway mm-hmm. uh, so you can actually get somewhere in life rather than just being hedged in yeah uh, you know one of the first things they do on these television shows where they redo homes is they look at the outside of the house and they go oh those hedges have oh, got to yeah. go because you can't go. see any of the front and and that's sort of what happens mm-hmm. is is we hedge ourselves in uh, we hold ourselves in, mm-hmm. and when we do that, we forget. Just to hate to to to, to <laughs> do this song, but life is a highway. Life is a highway. And not yes. only that, but our relationship with God and with mm-hmm. other people, our actions propel us to the next place. Yeah. So if you're at a point in life where you feel like you're stagnant, I think that's the best way to describe yeah. it. Um, you don't know what to do, and you may not feel like doing anything. Remember the scripture, Proverbs 15, 15, that says the upright, Mm -hmm. get moving. Even if it means just going to a track and walking for a little bit. Yeah. Pop in your earbuds, pop in some gospel, pop in something that's going to be uplifting. You know, there's a a story that's told uh, about a man. uh, And in the story, uh, God is speaking with this man while he's praying and he's really doing nothing. He's just kind of there listless in life and God says I want you to go outside in your backyard there's a large boulder there and I want you to I want you to push on that boulder so that gives the man something to do so he goes out there and he pushes on the boulder and he pushes on the boulder and he pushes on the boulder and he cannot move it an inch and every day he goes through the same process of of getting frustrated and he'll go out there and he'll see the boulder and sometimes you know he's got everything cleared out so he can get to it and sometimes he goes out there and there's grass growing up around Mm -hmm. it but he repeatedly remembers god asked me to push this boulder and he goes out there and he starts pushing and pushing and pushing years go by through this process of, of of being bored with it and tired of it and this process of actually being excited and doing it and when it's all over with he just drops in frustration one day years afterwards he says god i can't believe this i've failed you i failed myself i'm just a failure in life i have been pushing this boulder for 20 years now and i haven't moved it a single inch and that's when god speaks back to him and says i never asked you to move the boulder i just asked you to push it mm-hmm. look at your arms look at your legs Look at your body. You're healthy. Mm-hmm. You're strong. You've built yourself up. 
and now you're ready to go do actually what I want you to do. Yeah. And just imagine if that guy had not spent all those lazy times letting the grass grow up around yep. the boulders and ignoring it and feeling the guilt and shame of the times he didn't he go push know. like he needed yes. to, if he had just followed that and set a schedule and set a time and set boundaries and did it, it wouldn't have taken him 20 years to get to the place where God could actually use him for the next yeah. step. And, and actually hear God. Yeah. And so this boredom time, depending on how we look about it, going back to that perspective thing we talked about in an earlier mm-hmm. podcast, um, it can become a stepping stone. Absolutely. Into the next thing God wants us to do. Yeah, everything's a growing season. Yeah. Even your times of boredom, it's your obedience to God's calling that is producing good fruit or leaving you stagnant. So would you like to pray us out? Absolutely. We thank you, Almighty God, for those times of solitude and solace, those times that outside everything is still and inside everything is still. And our prayer is that even when outside everything is active and crazy, that inside, Lord, you help us have that peace calm, still, and quietness. Bring us adventure, Lord. Bring us that adventure by the power of your Holy Spirit. Propel us down that river and across that highway to do your will and your work in our life, uh, to see a difference not only in us, but in everyone we come into contact with. Lord, we pray for everybody right now who would see this and who would say that to them, that they're stuck. And our thankfulness and our our gratefulness is, Lord, that you come and you pull us up out of the miry clay that we've been bogged down in. And you set us up on solid foundation on the rock of Jesus Christ. In your precious holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So until next time, guys, check out the previous videos. Um, we've got some great comments and feedback. So we'd love to have yours too. But until next time, speak life, be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.